0: Act Four of *The Hunchback* by James Sheridan Knowles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One: A room in the Earl of Rochdale's. Enter Helen.
1: I'm weary wandering from room to room. A castle, after all, is but a house. The dullest one when lacking company. Were I at home, I could be company unto myself. I see not Master Walter. He's ever with his ward. I see not her. By Master Walter's will, she bides alone. My father stops in town. I can't see him. My cousin makes his books his company. I'll go to bed and sleep. No, I'll stay up and plague my cousin into making love. For... That he loves me shrewdly i suspect how dull he is that hath not sense to see what lies before him and he'd like to find i'll change my treatment of him cross him where before i used to humour him he comes poring upon a book
2: enter modus
1: what's that you read
2: latin sweet cousin
1: tis a naughty tongue i fear and teaches men to lie to lie you study it you call your cousin sweet and treat her as you would a crab as sour twould seem you think her as you covet her why how the monster stares and looks about you construe latin and can't construe that
2: i never studied women
1: no nor men else would you better know their ways nor read in the presence of a lady
2: strikes the book from his hand right you say and well you served me cousin so to strike the volume from my hand i own my fault so please you may i pick it up again i'll put it in my pocket
1: pick it up he fears me as i were his grandmother what is the book
2: tis ovid's art of love
1: that ovid was a fool in what in that to call that thing an art which art is none
2: and is not love an art
1: are you a fool as well as ovid love an art no art but taketh time and pains to learn love comes with neither is it to hoard such grain as that you went to college better stay at home and study homely english
2: nay you know not the arguments
1: i don't i know it better than ever ovid did the face the form the heart the mind we fancy cousin that's the argument why cousin you know nothing suppose a lady were in love with thee couldst thou by ovid cousin find it out couldst find it out wast thou in love thyself could ovid cousin teach thee to make love i could that never read him you begin with melancholy then to sadness then to sickness then to dying but not die she would not let thee were she of my mind she'd take compassion on thee then for hope from hope to confidence from confidence to boldness then you'd speak at first entreat then urge then flout then argue then enforce Make prisoner of her hand, besiege her waist, threaten her lips with storming, keep thy word and carry her. My sampler against thy Ovid, why, cousin, are you frightened that you stand as you were stricken dumb? The case is clear. You are no soldier. You'll ne'er win a battle. You care too much for blows.'
2: you wrong me there at school i was the champion of my form and since i went to college
1: that for college
2: nay hear me
1: well what since you went to college you know what men are set down for who boast of their own bravery go on brave cousin what since you went to college was there not one quinton Halworth there you know there was and that he was your master
2: he my master twice was he worsted by me
1: still he was your master
2: he allowed i had the best allowed it mark me not me alone but twenty i could name
1: and mastered you at last confess it cousin tis the truth a proctor's daughter you did both affect look at me and deny it of the twain she more affected you i've caught you now bold cousin mark you opportunity on opportunity she gave you sir deny it if you can but though to others when you discoursed of her you were a flame to her you were a wick that would not light though held in the very fire and so he won her won her because he wooed her like a man for all your cuffings cuffing you again with most usurious interest now sir protest that you are valiant cousin helen well sir the tale is all a forgery a forgery
2: from first to last ne'er spoke i to a boxer's daughter while i was at college
1: twas a scrivener's then or somebody's but what concerns it whose enough you loved her and shame upon you let another take her
2: Cousin, I'll tell you, if you'll only hear me, I loved no woman while I was at college, save one, and her I fancied ere I went there.
1: Indeed. Now I'll retreat, if he's advancing. Comes he not on? Oh, what a stock's the man! Well, cousin?
2: Well, what more wouldst have me say? I think I've said enough.
1: And so think I. I did but jest with you. You are not angry shake hands why cousin do you squeeze me so
2: modus letting her go i swear i squeezed you not
1: you did not no
2: i'll die if i did
1: why then you did not cousin so let's shake hands again
0: he takes her hand as before
1: oh go and now read ovid cousin will you tell me one thing More lovers' ruffs in Master Ovid's time. Behoved him teach them then to put them on. And that you have to learn. Hold up your head. Why, cousin, how you blush. Plague on the ruff. I cannot give it a set. You're blushing still. Why do you blush, dear cousin? So, twill beat me. I'll give it up.
2: Nay, Prithy,
1: don't try on and if i do i fear you'll think me bold for what to trust my face so near to thine
2: i know not what you
1: mean i'm glad you don't cousin i own right well-behaved you are most marvelously well behaved they've bred you well at college with another man my lips would be in danger hang the rough.
2: Nay give it up, nor plague thyself, dear cousin.
1: Dear fool Throws the ruff on the ground. I swear the ruff is good for just as little as its master. There. Tis spoiled. You'll have to get another. High for it, and wear it in the fashion of a wisp ere I adjust it for thee. Farewell, cousin. You'd need to study Ovid's art of love.
0: Helen goes out. Modus Solus
2: When she in anger I will follow her. No, I will not. Hey ho, I love my cousin. Oh, with that she loved me. Why did she taunt me with backwardness in love? What could she mean? See she I love her, and so laughs at me, because I lack the front to woo her? Nay, no, I'll woo her, then. Her lips shall be in danger when next she trusts them near me looked she at me to-day as never did she look before a bold heart master Modus. tis a saying a faint one never won fair lady yet i'll woo my cousin come what willan't yes
0: begins reading again throws down the book
2: hang ovid's art of love i'll woo my cousin goes out
0: scene two the banqueting-room in the earl of rochdale's mansion and her master, Walter, and Julia.
3: This is the banqueting room. Thou seest as far as it leaves the last behind, as it excels the former ones. All is proportion here in harmony. Observe, the massy pillars may well look proud to bear the gilded dome. If you mark those full length portraits? They're the heads, the stately heads, of his ancestral line. Here over the feast they haply still preside. Mark those medallions. Stand they forth or not in bold and fair relief? Is not this brave?
0: Julia, abstractedly. It is.
3: It should be so, to cheer the blood that flows in noble veins Is made the feast that gladdens here. You see this drapery? The richest velvet, fringe and tassels, gold. Is not this costly? Yes. And chaste the while, both chaste and costly? Yes. Come hither. There's a mirror for you. See one sheet from floor to ceiling. Look into it. Salute its mistress. Dost not know her,
0: Julia? Sighing deeply. <sighs>
4: yes.
3: And sighest thou to know her? Wait until tomorrow, when the banquet shall be spread in the fair hall. The guests already bid around it. Here her lord, and there herself residing o'er the cheer that hails him, Bridegroom, and her the happy bride. Dost hear me? Julia,
0: sighing still more deeply. <sighs>
4: yes.
3: These are the day-rooms only we have seen, for public and domestic's use kept. I'll show you now the lodging-rooms.
0: Goes, then turns and observes Julia standing perfectly obstructed.
3: You're tired. Let it be till after dinner, then yet one i'd like thee much to see the bridal chamber
0: julia starts crosses her hands upon her breast and looks upwards
3: i see you're tired yet it is worth the viewing if only for the tapestry which shows the needle like the pencil glows with life brings down chairs they sit the stories of a page who loved the dame he served a princess loves a heedless thing that never takes account of obstacles makes plains of mountains, rivulets of seas, that part it from its wish. So proved the page, who from a state so lordly looks so high, but loves a greater lackwit still than this. Say it aspires, that's gain. Love stoops, that's loss. You know what comes. The princess loved the page, Shall I go on, or here leave off? Go on. Each side of the chamber shows a different stage of this fond page, and fonder lady's love. First, no, it is not that.
4: Oh, recollect.
3: And yet it is.
4: No doubt it is. What is it?
3: He holds to her a salver with a cup, his cheeks more mantling with his passion than the cup with the ruby wine. She heeds him not for too great heed of him, but seems to hold debate betwixt her passion and her pride that's like to lose the day. You read it in her vacant eye, knit brow and parted lips, which speak a heart too busy all within to note what's done without. Like you the tale?
4: I list to every word.
3: The next side paints the page upon his knee. He has told his tale, and found that when he lost his heart, He played no losing game, but won a richer one. There you may read in him how love would seem most humble when most bold. You question which appears to kiss her hand, his breath or lips. In her you read how wholly lost is she who trusts her heart to love. Shall I give o'er?
4: Nay, tell it to the end. Is it melancholy?
3: To answer that would mar the story. Right. The third side now we come to.
4: What shows that?
3: The page and princess still, but stands her side between them. Stern he grasps his daughter's arm, whose eyes like fountains play. While through her tears her passion shines, as through the fountain drops the sun. His minions crowd round the page. They drag him to a dungeon.
4: Hapless youth.
3: Hapless indeed, yet twice a captive heart and body both in bonds but that's the chain which balance cannot weigh rule measure touch define the texture of or i detect that's forged by the subtle craft of love no need to tell you that he wears it such the cunning of the hand that plied the loom you've but to mark the straining of his eye to feel the coil yourself
4: i feel it without You've finished the third side, now the fourth.
3: It brings us to the dungeon, then.
4: The page, the thrall of love, more than the dungeon's thrall, is there?
3: He is. He lies in fetters.
4: Hard, hard as the steel, the hand that puts them on.
3: Someone unrivets them.
4: The princess, tis.
3: It is another page. It is herself. Her skin is fair, his is berry brown. His locks are raven-black, hers are gold.
4: Love's cunning of disguises, spite of locks, skin, vesture. It is she, and only she. What will not constant woman do for love that's loved with constancy? Set her the task, virtue-approving, that will baffle her, or tax her stooping, patient courage, wit, my life upon it tis the princess's self transformed into a page
3: the dungeon door stands open and you see beyond
4: her father
3: no a steed
4: julia starting up oh welcome steed my heart bounds at the thought of thee thou comest to bear the page from bonds to liberty what else master walter rising
3: the story's told
4: too briefly told oh happy princess that had wealth and state to lay them down for love whose constant love appearances approved not falsified a winner in thy loss as well as gain
3: weighs love so much
4: what would you weigh gainst love that's true tell me with what you'd turn the scale yea make the index waver wealth a feather rank tinsel against bullion in the balance the love of kindred that to set against love friendship comes nearest to it but to put it in friendship will kick the beam weigh nothing gainst it weigh love against the world yet are they happy that have naught to say to it
3: and such a one art thou who wisely wed wed happily the love thou speakest of a flower is only that its season has which they must look to see the withering of who pleasure in its budding and its bloom but wisdom is the constant evergreen which lives the whole year through be that your flower
0: and her a servant
3: well my lord's secretary
5: is without he brings a letter for her ladyship and craves admittance to her
3: show him in No. Thou must see him. To show slight to him Were slighting him that sent him. Show him in. Servant goes out. Some errand proper for thy privateer, Besides the letter he may bring. What mean this paleness and this trembling? Mock me, Julia, If from these nuptials Which thyself invited, Which at thy seeking came, Thou wouldst be freed. Thou hast gone too far receding would disgrace sooner than see thee suffer which the hearts that love thee most would wish thee dead reflect take thought collect thyself with dignity receive thy bridegroom's messenger for sure as dawns to-morrow's sun to-morrow night sees thee a wedded bride
4: goes
0: out julia alone
4: a wedded bride is it a dream is it a phantasm tis too horrible for reality for aught else too palpable oh would it were a dream how would i bless the sun that waked me from it i perish like some desperate mariner impatient of a strange and hostile land who rashly hoists his sail and puts to sea and being fast on reefs and quicksands borne essays in vain once more to make the land whence wind and currents drive him i'm wrecked by my own act what no escape no hope none i must e'en abide these hated nuptials hated ah own it and then curse thyself thou madest the bane thou loathest for the love thou bearest to one who can never be thine yes love deceive thyself no longer false to say tis pity for his fall respect engendered by a hollow world's disdain which hoots whom fickle fortune cheers no more tis none of these tis love And if not love, why, then idolatry, aye, that's the name, to speak the broadest, deepest, strongest passion that ever woman's heart was borne away by. He comes. That's play the lady, play it now. Enter a servant,
0: conducting Clifford,
4: plainly attired as the
0: Earl of Rochdale's secretary.
5: His Lordship's secretary.
0: Servant goes out.
4: Speaks he not? Or does he wait for orders to unfold his business? Stopped his business till I spoke. I'd hold my peace forever. Clifford kneels, presenting a letter. Does he kneel? A lady I am to my heart's content. Could he unmake me that which claims his knee? I'd kneel to him, I would, I would. Your will?
5: This letter from my lord.
4: Oh fate who speaks
5: the secretary of my lord
4: i breathe i could have sworn twas he
0: makes an effort to look at him but is unable
4: so like the voice i dare not look lest there the form should stand how came he by that voice Tis clifford's voice if ever clifford spoke my fears come back clifford the secretary of my lord fortune hath freaks but none so mad as that it cannot be it should not be a look and all were set at rest
0: tries to look at him again but cannot
4: so strong my fears dread to confirm them takes away the power to try to end them come the worst i'll look she tries again and again is unequal to the task i'd sink before him if i met his eye
5: will please your ladyship to take the letter
4: there clifford speaks again not clifford's heart could more make clifford's voice not clifford's tongue and the lips more frame it into clifford's speech a question and tis over know i you
5: reverse of fortune lady changes friends it turns them into strangers what i am i have not always been
4: Could I not name you?
5: If your disdain for one, perhaps too bold when hollow fortune called him favourite, now by her fickleness perforce reduced to take a humble tone, would suffer you? I might. You might.
4: Oh, Clifford, is it you?
5: Your answer to my lord. Gives the letter.
4: Your lord.
0: Mechanically taking it.
5: Wilt write it? Or will it please you send a verbal one? I'll bear it faithfully.
4: You'll bear it?
5: "'Madame, your pardon, but my haste is somewhat urgent. "'My lord's impatient, and to use dispatch were his repeated orders.'
4: "'Orders? Well, I'll read the letter, sir. "'Tis right you mind his lordship's orders. "'They are paramount. "'Nothing should supersede them. "'Stand beside them. "'They merit all your care, and have it. "'Fit, most fit they should. "'Give me the letter, sir.'
5: you have it madame
4: so how poor a thing i look so lost while he is all himself have i no pride
0: she rings the servant enters
4: paper and pen and ink if he can freeze tis time i grow cold i'll read the letter
0: opens it and holds it as about to read it
4: mind his orders so quickly he fits his habits to his fortunes he serves my lord with all his will his heart's in his vocation So, is this the letter? Tis upside down, and here I'm pouring on it. Most fit if I let him see me play the fool. Shame. Let me be myself.
0: A servant enters with materials for writing.
4: A table, sir, and chair.
0: The servant brings a table and chair and goes out. She sits a while vacantly gazing on the letter, then looks at Clifford.
4: How plainly shows his humble suit. It fits him not that wears it i have wronged him he can't be happy does not look it is not that eye which reads the ground is argument enough he loves me there i let him stand and i am sitting
0: rises takes a chair and approaches clifford
4: pray you take a chair
0: he bows as acknowledging and declining the honour she looks at him a while
4: clifford why don't you speak to me
5: she weeps i trust you're happy
4: <laughs> happy very very happy you see i weep i am so happy tears are a sign you know of naught but happiness when first i saw you little did i look to be so happy clifford madam <laughs> madam i call thee clifford and thou call'st me madam
5: Such the address my duty stints me to. Thou art the wife-elect of a proud earl, whose humble secretary soul am I.
4: Most right, I had forgot. I thank you, sir, for so reminding me, and give you joy, that what I see, had been a burthen to you, is fairly off your hands.
5: A burthen to me? Mean you yourself? Are you that burthen, Julia? Say that the sons are burthen to the earth, say that the bloods are burthen to the heart, say healths a burthen, peace, contentment, joy, fame, riches, honours, everything that man desires, and gives the name of blessing to. He, in such a burthen, Julia were to me, had fortune let me wear her.
0: Julia, aside.
4: On the brink, of what a precipice I am standing. while the faculty remains to do it a minute longer not the whirlpool's self more sure to suck me down one effort
0: there she returns to her seat recovers her self-possession takes up the letter and reads to wed
4: tomorrow night wed whom a man who i can never love i should before have thought of that Tomorrow night, this hour, tomorrow, how I tremble. Happy bands to which my heart such freezing welcome gives, As sends ague through me, And what means will not the desperate snatch, What honor's price, nor friends, nor lovers, No, nor life itself. Clifford,
0: this moment leave me, Clifford retires up the stage out of Julia's sight.
4: Is he gone? O docile lover! Do his mistress wish that went against his own. Do it so soon, ere well t'was uttered. No good-bye to her, no word, no look. T'was best he so went. Alas, the strait of her who owns that best, which last she'd wish were done what's left of me now to weep
0: to weep leans her head upon her arm which rests upon the desk her other arm hanging listlessly at her side clifford comes down the stage looks a moment at her approaches her and kneeling takes her hand
5: my julia
4: julia here again up up by all thy hopes of heaven go hence to stay's perdition to me look at you clifford were there a grave where thou art kneeling now i'd walk into it and be in earth alive ere tate should touch my name should someone come and see thee kneeling thus let go my hand remember clifford i'm a promised bride and take thy arm away it has no right to clasp my waist Judge you so poorly of me as to think I'll suffer this. My honor, sir.
0: She breaks from him, quitting her seat.
4: I'm glad you've forced me to respect myself. You'll find that I can do so.
5: I was bold. Forgetful of your station and my own. There was a time I held your hand and chid. There was a time I might have clasped your waist. I had forgot that time was past and gone. I pray you, pardon me.
4: Julia softened Uh, i do so clifford
5: i shall no more offend
4: make sure of that no longer is it fit thou keepest thy post in lordship's house give it up a day an hour remain not in it wherefore live in the same house with me and i another's put miles put leagues between us the same land should not contain us oceans should divide us with barriers of constant tempests such as mariners durst not tempt oh clifford rash was the act so light that gave me up that stung a woman's pride and drove her mad till in her frenzy she destroyed her peace it was rashly done had you reproved expostulated had you reasoned with me tried to find out what was indeed my heart i would have shown it you'd have seen it all had been as naught can ever be again
5: lovest thou me julia
4: dost thou ask me clifford
5: these nuptials may be shunned
4: with honour yes then take me stop hear me and take me then let not thy passion be my counsellor deal with me clifford as my brother be the jealous guardian of my spotless name scan thou my cause as twere thy sister's let thy scrutiny o'erlook no point of it nor turn it over once but many a time that flaw speck yea the shade of one a soil so slight not one out of a thousand eyes could find it out may not escape thee, then say if these nuptials can be shunned with honour. They can. Then take me, Clifford. They
0: embrace. Master Walter, entering.
3: Ah, what's this, our treason? Why, to my baronet that was, my secretary now, your servant, sir, as thus to do pleasure of your lord, that for your service feeds you, clothes you, pays you, or takest thou with the name of his dependent what's here a letter fifty crowns to one a forgery i'm wrong it is his hand this proves thee double traitor traitor
4: nay control thy wrath good master walter do and i'll persuade him to go hence
0: master walter retires up the stage
4: i see for me thou bearest this and thank thee clifford as thou hast truly shown thy heart to me so truly i to thee have open mine time flies tomorrow if thy love can find a way such as thou sayest for my enlargement by any means thou canst apprise me of it and soon as shown i'll take it
3: is he gone
4: he is this moment if thou covetest me win me and wear me may i trust thee oh if that's thy soul that's looking through thine eyes thou lovest me and i may i sicken lest i never see thee more
5: as life is mine the ring that on thy wedding finger goes no hand but mine shall place there
3: lingers ye
4: for my sake now away and yet a word by all thy hopes most dear be true to me now go yet stay Clifford, while you are here, I'm like a bark, distressed and compassless, that by a beacon steers, when you are away, that bark alone, and tossing miles at sea. Now go. Farewell, my compass, beacon, land. When shall my eyes be blessed with thee again? Farewell. Goes out. Art gone? All's chance, all's care all's darkness,
0: is led off by Master Walter. End of Act 4